0: Welcome back to another episode of the Dino Talk Podcast. Um, Today, we're going to discuss a little trades, of course. It's our staple. Um, Then we're going to have a little player debate, a little bit of like kind of having cold feet on a player. Plus, um, yeah, fun little debate. And then we're going to end with some training camp storyline predictions. Funny thing is, we actually had a whole podcast on that, but it got lost. We have no idea what happened with it, and it was probably our best one. So, we're going to try to regurgitate that a bit and come up with maybe a few more fun ones. But, start with some trades. First one I want to discuss I actually completed this trade. I sent it to you, and you were like, oh my God, I hate that. I traded away Wandale Robinson and my 2024 third. For Gabe Davis, Jesse, toss it over to you. What do you think? Well, I think it's weird because you've
1: always been the biggest Wandale buyer. Um, you were the guy who hyped up Wandale to the point where I was like, okay, maybe Dane Jones will have a wide receiver that you can throw to in that bunch over there. I mean, he is coming off the ACL, so I will give you that. And, uh, you know, oh, I'm with a third-round pick, those are almost always nice to to kind of send off to, to upgrade a player a little bit. So as long as you see it as an upgrade, um, I can see where you're coming from, but uh, I don't know. Gabe Davis has tried to um, time and time again, it seems like he's been overhyped going into the season. I also get it that this year, you know, the targets might be opening up. It sounds like, you know, Stefan Diggs might uh, have some issues with Josh Allen, but actually no, what am I talking about? I'm not buying any of that either. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly where you're going with it. There's also the new tight end that's a rookie that everybody's so excited about that you're excited about. So I really don't know where, uh, where you're thinking Gabe Davis is coming in the picture, unless you're buying into the fact that Josh Allen was, like, a little banged up last year and he wasn't throwing the deep ball or something. But I don't
0: know.
1: I don't know. I don't really know. I've never been a Gabe Davis fan. I know you've never been a Gabe Davis fan. You're the
0: Wandale Robinson fan. So
1: <laughs> that's what you get from me. I don't
0: know. All right. Here's my defense. So to get to know me as a person, I, I was one, I used to be the big Darius Tony hype up guy. Like I, like he was my guy or I kind of like, in, at least initially then Wanda, like this guy is my guy. Like I'm buying this guy every chance I get. Guess what? Darius Tony, he kind of paid off like to where, like you were able to sell him at a decent price. Like I tacked like a year ago. Uh, I, I, Tack Kadarius Tony onto another like mid tier wide receiver and got Brees Hall. Like it's, I like buying those guys. It's just like there's going to be a buy window, but the problem with Wandale is Wandale tore ACL, which really sucks because I really like Wandale as a player. My only problem is this year I am having a tough time buying into Wandale coming off the ACL. I mean, he's a small guy. He relies a lot on short area quickness. And I just think he's going to have a tough time um, being that guy for the Giants this year, coming off the ACL tear. And on that team, um, I'm trying to win now. And with Gabe Davis, like, I hate saying it. Um, I actually told the guy who I did the trade with, I was like, I feel so like such a weirdo. I feel terrible, gross but I'm kind of buying Gabe Davis for this year. Like I'm kind of in on him. And that's because last year everyone was hyping Gabe Davis up to be, Oh, he's the next big thing. Like he's ascending into the early rounds. Like people are like, Gabe Davis is going to be a thousand yard receiver, 12 touchdown guy. He's going to be just some big thing. And
1: the year before, and the year before it was was last year and the year before. So two years.
0: Yeah. I mean, that could be true. And, he did not live up to the hype and I I was never in on him, but now his value has dipped so far the other way that I think he's kind of a sneaky buy because he's still the clear wide receiver two in that offense. They didn't add anyone like they added Kincaid, but he's a tight end and he's a 24 year old tight end who really didn't perform until late. Like Gabe Davis should still be that guy. And like based on every report, Gabe Davis is still their wide receiver too, and he's gonna be a year older. He's gonna be in a contract year. Like he could be wide receiver 27. And guess what? I got a great deal there. And I'm I'm happy with that. And that's why I really like this deal.
1: And a win now, I guess I could see it. It is a game of buying low. But boy, oh boy, you went pretty low. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I I get it. Um, I'm just like, I think Gabe Davis can be that guy. that can be like a boom bus player. And I kind of need that in my flex to where I need some of those boom weeks. And um, I mean, he might not be an every time starter, but I, I just need those guys that are going to contribute, especially the wide receiver position and upgrading from Wando. I'm pretty happy about it.
1: Those moves are the kind of thing that do win you championships, you know, having that depth, those those wide receiver, like you're talking about wide receiver twenty-seven kind of guys. It's uh it does make a huge difference. So I mean, I can see your perspective.
0: Yeah.
1: Disappointed in you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I'm disappointed in myself too. But But you mate. might have sold
1: me. I might buy a little bit of Gabe Davis. I might draft him. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, i might take a little deep, <laughs> deep shot on him. I'm I
0: mean he's a guy that's so- wide
1: receiver too yeah
0: I mean he's a guy that's really cheap right now and he's shown the ability to score touchdowns and get 800 yards like maybe he lucks into a thousand yards this year like and then still has the eight touchdowns like that's a pretty decent wide receiver to have on your team you know and yeah that's I felt gross doing it but hey I don't know I thought it was worth a chance another trade to discuss Jesse one we did together In a league. Um, Not our share team, but I traded away. Now, who did I trade away? I I know who I got. You you traded away
1: (laughs) Jackson Smith and Jigba, Khalil Herbert, Rashard White, and Keyshawn Boutte. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you received, obviously, DJ Moore. Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers.
0: Yes, sir. You know, to be honest, I on this team I was in such a weird spot. Like i I like my team quite a bit, but at the same time, is I just do not have those front line starters to where I feel pretty good about my team. Like I have, I had Jackson Smith and Jake, but I had Jordan Addison, I had T Higgins, and I just. Like, I was just taking a step back in my team and I was like, am I really going to be winning it this year when I have Rashad White, Khalil Herbert, uh, AJ Dillon as my RB2s? Like, I and I could RB1, I just didn't feel great about who I have there. I mean, I think I have JK Dobbins, who's not bad, but I mean, he's still a little iffy with his knee. I mean, whether or not he'll fully bounce back. And I just think I might still be a year away. But at the same time, getting DJ Moore, who I really like this year, especially when I have Justin Fields in that league, um, and then getting Quint Johnson, who I really like. And then Zay Flowers, like, not a diehard Zay Flowers guy, but he's a good young receiver and was a nice add-in in that deal. And yeah, getting rid of Jackson Smith and Jigba sucks, but I was happy with what I got in return.
1: Yeah, on, on my end, uh, it's it's the league that I actually won last year. So I'm going for, uh, for back-to-back championships. In every league that uh, that I have, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, that combination, I'm pretty much saying send it. I'm going to try to win it that, this year. Uh, that league does have Saquon Barkley as the running back one. With all the talk that's been happening, I think Nick kind of uh, took advantage of me. He exploited me, just absolutely um, being a jerk that he is. He knew that I was stressing about Saquon Barkley news. And then he also knew my love for Jackson Smith and Jigba. And uh, as we were going through it, you know, uh, he tried to give me some way lower tier player than Khalil Herbert. Um, Whenever I asked him to throw Khalil Herbert in, he gladly did to make it a fair trade. Um, (laughs) But uh, the reason I went for Khalil Herbert there is because I do have Roshan Johnson. So that gives me a little bit of security at running back there. Um, if either of them goes down, if one of them emerges as the 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 clear cut RB one there, then I have them. You know, uh, either way that it goes. And then I mean, uh, on top of everything, Khalil Herbert in himself is, is is I think he's going to be a fine player. So, um, to get him and then Rashad White to to kind of make my running back depth a little bit uh, stronger on a team that I'm going for it now, uh, definitely helps. With Saquon, uh, the the talk of just what what he's doing there, and then, uh, yeah, my my RB two would be looking like um, James Cook if I didn't do that trade. So, uh, definitely wanted to make sure I I got some more RB depth. Obviously, uh, losing all those wide receivers, it's tough. I just kind of looked at it as uh as draft picks, like the the two the two that I sent away, the two rookies, and then even with DJ Moore. Um. Yeah, I'm just not as sold that DJ Moore is going to dominate this year. I think Jalen or the I think uh, Justin Fields. You know, uh, while he's a great quarterback, I think he still might not throw quite as much as we all want him to, and uh, that could end up affecting DJ Moore. Also, Justin Fields could spread the ball out a little bit. I mean, they are adding some weapons over there. Chase Claypool, I mean, I know not everybody's a believer in him, but I do think he's he could uh, affect DJ Moore as well. So we'll see. I mean, no, I'm not definitely not a D- DJ Moore hater by any means, but uh, if you're going to acquire somebody that you like, you got to send somebody off that, that you like. So made that sacrifice. Oh,
0: that's that's what plan.
1: I am uh, Going yeah. for the back-to-back championship, definitely. Definitely played in. And Nick's salesmanship. I mean, he, he perfectly timed it right whenever you know saquon was was having his stuff he's like oh man you won it last year come on dude you know you want to compete i'm like yeah yeah no i, I definitely do looking at the team i'm like i mean i can't i just need some running backs he's like oh well here you go here's some mid-tier rbs and i, I mean, got
0: just the guys for you
1: he just got me and he knows he knows my my i might have some over love for jackson so yeah yeah i mean he, he might have got me he might have got me pod fam but uh oh pod fam i like that that just came I, off the dome I, all right
0: uh <laughs> but another thing i would say in defense of you is with the state of the running backs right now like with Saquon Jacobs and like all these running backs talking out like honestly getting running backs like Khalil Herbert and Rashad White like running backs around that level is not the worst move like cuz the running backs are like like a lot of the core running backs are kind of getting up there in age, like outside of like Bijan and like maybe Breeze, but he's coming off an injury. But like, it's a time, it's a point in time where like running backs like that could end up being solid values because like, you never know what happens with people sitting out with injuries, people like kind of downturning. Like, I don't think that's a bad move for competing teams to be acquiring running backs around that tier that, you know, is going to get work. Because some of these other older running backs, like yes, I do expect Saquon Jacobs, like, to end up eventually playing. But like, a lot of uncertainty and having some certainty at the position is not a bad thing to have going into the season, especially having depth. Like depth at running back is always good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um. Any other trades to discuss, Jesse? Not at all. Um. <sighs>
1: Not I don't believe debate. I had any other ones go down here recently. Um, let me see. Nope, nope, no other trades. Okay. You have any?
0: Nope, I don't think so.
1: Are we moving on to uh to? The highlight or the uh, training,
0: training camp. Uh, no, we're gonna actually make a little pit stop and a little player debate. Um, kind of player debate. Oh yes, <laughs> the one that we're gonna discuss, Jesse, is your boy Gare Wilson and Chris Olave. So I've kind of always been on board with you, um, with team Garrett Wilson over Chris Olave, and. Like liked him better as a prospect, um, kind of like him more as a player, but like there's some stats that kind of a little bit make it tough to argue. Like Garrett Wilson is far and ahead better than Chris Olave, and I want to start by saying with Garrett Wilson, a lot depends on Aaron Rodgers just being peak, like very good Aaron Rodgers. Like, and yep. that's just a lot of what Garrett Wilson's hype right now is on. It's just Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah. being, like, almost prime Rodgers. Like, being a guy that just has great ball placement, just his arms on point. And it's just, like, being able to throw to him like he's thrown at Devontae Adams. Which, I don't know.
1: Have, have, have you heard that he's doing the darkroom stuff and the ayahuasca and all that I mean he's gonna be Prime Aaron Rodgers. Come <laughs> on, bro.
0: Yeah, that's 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 definitely <laughs> fair.
1: But <laughs> you heard him after ayahuasca, half the interceptions, double the touchdowns. Come <laughs> on. You saw it. I know you read it.
0: Yep. I I like the enthusiasm. But <laughs> I was looking into like players' fantasy points per game, like as rookies. And like a lot of people say, Garrett Wilson, oh, he's gonna merge. Like you've been one to say it. He's gonna be the next Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase level player. Yep. But still holding firm on that. Okay, let's let's go through these players' points per game as rookies. Um Justin Jefferson, 17.1. Fantasy points per game. Uh Jamar Chase, 18.2. Oda Beckham, 24.6, pretty good. Um Keenan Allen, 14.6, Julio Jones, 15.5, A.J. Green, 14.5, um, all pretty good numbers. Uh, Terry McLaurin, 13.7, Garrett Wilson, 12.7, and Chris Olave 13.3. So Garrett Wilson is... Like, towards the end, I mean, granted, there are players, T. Higgins, 12.2, Garrett Wilson's higher, Cooper Cup; Garrett Wilson's higher, um, A.J. Brown's um, below, or is above, um, Garrett Wilson, and I think a lot of people are quick to point Garrett Wilson and, oh, just wait till he gets a quarterback. Like, we've been hearing that for Terry McLaurin since his rookie year. We've been hearing, just wait till Terry gets a quarterback. Terry McLaurin averaged more fantasy points per game than Garrett Wilson as a rookie. Not many people probably expected that. Did you expect that, Jesse? Um
1: it doesn't really surprise me all that much. Dude, he it, it, Terry McLaurin still didn't play with three backup freaking quarterbacks like the level of these quarterbacks is exactly what why it's so exciting it's how bad the quarterbacks were all of the people that you were naming i can't say i went through all of them but justin jefferson kirk cousins jamar chase joe burrow all those guys way better than anybody who's thrown the ball to garrett wilson every single one of those people you named okay and then you said terry mclaurin okay great that that is a decent example however has terry mclaurin ever gotten a quarterback no Garrett Wilson has a quarterback that's why we're so excited that's why I'm so excited I guess I shouldn't say we but uh no no absolutely as long as uh, you're right it does depend on Aaron Rodgers I'm just a believer that Aaron Rodgers still still got it I think that he's still quick with like I mean I don't think he takes that much damage I think that he can play another year or two I think that he'll be good and uh yeah that's my story and I'm sticking to it
0: no I I get it and That year, Terry McLaurin's rookie year, um, he also played with three quarterbacks. Okay, his three quarterbacks that year to start a game. Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy. All three started a game, and he averaged more fantasy points than Garrett Wilson. Also, Chris Olave this year played with the all-time great, Andy Dalton. And was it two, three games of James Winston? Um, I'm just saying, I... I think Garrett Wilson is being propped up a lot on the idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to come in and, and pepper him like targets with targets like he did Javante Adams. And him being able to be just as good as some of these other players, like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, when it's just as a rookie, he really wasn't. But granted, I mean, I think he's a talented player. He's good after the catch. I mean, something Chris Olave is not as good but in terms of yards per route run like a dot like a lot of key statistics Chris Olave was better than Garrett Wilson as a rookie.
1: Let me ask you something if Tom Brady the hall of famer were going to New Orleans would you be more excited about Chris Olave than you are with Derek Carr going there? No. Okay. Well, fair enough then. All right, you you, you have your point, but <laughs> I'm going with the hall of famer. No, I'll, yeah. I'll take it i i think a hall of famer going going to a wide receiver that just had three backup quarterbacks in the nfl all throw him balls i i i'm all in i'm all in on the hall of famer put my chips in if, if that's if that's what i gotta bet on
0: slide them all in baby <laughs> no i you know i i'm i'm still a believer in Garrett wilson but i i just thought that was interesting um kind of when digging more into the data i did find that a bit interesting. I'm, I'm not saying that sways me. I, I still would take Garrett Wilson over Chris Olave, like him more as a player. I also think Michael Thomas is going to be healthy this year. <laughs> Knock on wood, but I, I, I hope he is. I mean, he was, he was good last year when he was healthy, and I hope he can put together some more games, and that will make it tougher on Chris Olave. But, yeah, just a fun little player talk there this but. is great can we go into into things that we're believers
1: in the the training camp talk
0: yeah yeah let's move in all right Who's... let me start so the first one that i believe <laughs> training is camp story line, Wilson story line.
1: is going to be hyped up as the next devontae adams for aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes sir yes sir <laughs> i stand by that that is that is what's going to be happening coming out of training camp, and that is what's going to happen during the season. And I can't wait! I can't wait! It's going to be all glorious, just like last year when Jalen Hurst started balling. I'm going to be oh doing my victory laps. Cannot wait, fam! Cannot wait! You should all be doing it with me. Draft Garrett Wilson.
0: Now that one was a big shocker to me, but I'm just kidding. So yeah, with this, we're 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 trying to predict uh, training camp storylines and ones that we're kind of believing in and. We might have a few that we're going to be hearing in training camp that we're not believers in, but um, yeah, I was definitely expecting that one out of you, Jesse. But I'll move on to my next one, and my first one is Nico Collins. I mean, we've kind of heard a little bit about this, but Nico Collins is C.J. Stroud's guy. Like he is the wide receiver one for the Texans. Like he's a guy that C.J. Stroud, when he's faced with a third and long, when he's has a big play who's he looking to he's looking to nico collins and i th- I think nico collins is the guy that he's he's been hurt early on in his career and he's um played with some poor quarterback plays but when healthy like he has been very good like against man coverage he has a like very good grade and he has been successful he has a good win rate and he's a guy that when place with a good quarterback and I think CJ Stroud has one of the best ball placements coming out that I've seen in a while and I think Nico Collins could be a guy that could really surprise and I think yeah we're going to be hearing wide receiver one Nico Collins and guess what I'm going to be buying it
1: whoa hot take hot take the only thing is I don't see CJ Stroud supporting a, a solid fantasy wide receiver this year I mean he might he might be decent, but I just don't I'm not a big believer in the rookie QB's uh balling out year one. But I mean I, I like it. I like that that would definitely be a training camp uh take that I could see is he buying it on. All righty. so then my my next uh training camp uh story is going to be that Jordan Love is uh this is one of those from uh, from a couple weeks ago that uh, that we had went over. Jordan Love I think that there's going to be just, you know, a ton of hype around him, and I'm buying it. I think that uh, he's had time to develop. He wasn't that great of a prospect, but I think he's had the time to develop. Uh, I mean, from what we have seen of him, um, at least, man, everybody knows I'm an Eagles fan. So I saw him during the Eagles game, and, man, he looked good. And against our defense, not not very many quarterbacks were looking good. So, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a believer in Jordan Love, and uh, I sure hope so because I bought a lot of them
0: yeah i mean i i hope to see it and to be for jordan lux loves sake in the league like he needs to like he needs to perform in training camp like they like if he's not ready in training camp like when when will he be and i think the packers kind of know that they need him to be ready to be that guy um okay i'll move on to my next one um talked about this a lot this guy's my guy sky moore target hog with the chiefs i mean we we heard it from like early in the spring um yeah sky Moore is going to emerge as the guy for the kansas city i mean outside of travis kelsey i I think Tri- sky Moore is a guy that i loved a lot coming out i think he's a guy that pl- can play out wide i think he's a guy you can play in the slot i even think he's a guy that can play at running back like he's just a guy that has his big hands strong hands like he catches the ball, um, he's got great releases, and he can win in a lot of different ways. And I think he's going to be a guy that year two um, in the system, the Chiefs, and getting more used to playing wide receiver after being a quarterback in high school and just being a three-year player, performed well, but it was mm-hmm. in a lower level in Division One, And I think having a year another year in the system is really going to pay dividends for sky. And I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to be seeing sky more wide receiver one with the chiefs. Are we buying it? I'm buying it. I'm all in sky more.
1: I would love to see that. I really would for, for years, for, for you, especially you've been, you've been screaming sky more from from the rooftop since, since draft day Was your wide receiver one. So I would love to see that for you. Um, we'll go ahead and move over to, uh, something that I also hope to see for you, which is that, uh, the training camp news that Calvin Ridley, he's emerging as the Jacksonville wide receiver one. He looks like his old self. He's 28 years old, but he still looks like when he was 25. Oh, Calvin Ridley. Ah, not buying it. (laughs) Calvin Ridley not going to be the wide receiver one for Jacksonville. Christian Kirk, still gonna be that dog, still gonna be the wide receiver one. They might be wide receiver one, wide receiver, like wide receiver one A, one B. Um, with Kirk in the one A position. But uh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not banking on this 28-year-old year old wide receiver who hasn't played in two years. I don't know. Nick, Nick's a big fan of it. And uh he'll be he'll be gobbling up that news story. Can't wait to see it. And uh can't wait to see it crash and burn as well.
0: So, yep. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is, I was I was laughing quite a bit during that, but it's because I I know that's going to happen. Like they're going to be hyping him up as he's ready. Like he's been training for this for years. And it's just like I kind of agree like Sorry, did I get muted during that? Oh. Yeah, you did, you did. Okay, sorry. But um yeah, I th- I do think it's tough to buy into that. Like, because they're going to be hyping them up. And to be honest, like you said, they're both wide receiver ones. Like, to be honest, I kind of think profile wise, I kind of think they're both wide receiver twos, which makes for a little bit of an interesting Jaguars offense because I think they have a lot of guys. Like, they have Ridley and Kirk that I think are very good wide receiver twos. Like, they can be very good wide receiver twos. And Zay Jones, I think he can be a good wide receiver three um but they're or wide receiver four for a team but it's just like they're all being kind of pushed up and it's just like will it work i i don't know i'm definitely interested to see it i think trevor lawrence is a very good quarterback but i'm interested to really see how it shakes out
1: yeah no i mean exactly I, i'm excited too but i know how it's going to shake out so
0: <laughs> yeah definitely fair um Next one here. Um, yeah, these, a lot of these are ones that we had before that we're kind of remembering. Some of them are written down. One is, I, I think there's going to be two untrafted free agents for the bucks that make the roster and are contributors. Um, Sean Tucker running back out of Syracuse and Rakeem Jarrett wide receiver out of Maryland. They were both pretty good college players. Um, Rakeem Jarrett had a rough last season and he ended up going undrafted and Sean Tucker had some health problems flare up and he went undrafted. I don't exactly know what's going on with him. So, I mean, this could be something that just kind of blows up, but I just think he's a great talent and if he's ready to go and he was in the spring, um, I think those two guys can be guys that can make the roster. I mean, we remember the last time a, Maryland wide receiver slipped late in the rounds. Uh, Stephon Diggs, a uh, former five-star recruit performed early. Um, I think Rakeem Jarrett could be that next guy that can kind of emerge and make that roster and force himself in there. Um, I'm excited to see how that shakes out with the Bucks.
1: I love that take. I'm super excited. Uh, I, uh, I'm in one league that, uh, that is called early bird bird league and uh we do everything super super early and so uh we drafted rookies like almost as soon as the season was over uh last year and I took Sean Tucker in the second round and watching him fall on draft night just broke my heart and then not even drafted at all I was like Oh, all right, well, there's a there's another one. There's a, another good call, Jesse. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope you're right. He, I would say he landed at, at a decent spot there. I mean, obviously, Rashad White is, is probably going to be the lead back, but Sean Tucker could definitely work his way in. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see it. I, I don't have any other stories.
0: Okay. That I, wrote down. I got one I'm not – or I don't want to – Spoil it, but um, gonna be news coming out of the Pittsburgh Steelers camp. This offense, year two Kenny Pickett, year two with Matt Canada, with all these receivers like running back Najee Harris, uh, hitting on all cylinders. Like this offense is ready to explode. Kenny Pickett is looking great. Um, this offense in the year two of Canada is ready to go. And I'm not buying it, I'm not buying it. I'm not a huge Kenny Pickett believer. And like George Pickens, some people hype up like it's going to be hyped up. He's going to be the wide receiver one like he's ready to take off. I just I'm not buying. It. I think Deontay Johnson's still going to be the target hog. Um, Pat Fryermuth, I don't mind him. I think Darnell Washington could maybe end up pushing him. Um yeah, I think the Steelers offense I'm I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it and I'm very curious to see what they do, especially if Kenny Pickett doesn't work out. Do you run it back with Matt Canada again? Do you run it back with or run it back with Matt Canada and draft a new quarterback, bring in a new quarterback or do you get rid of Canada and keep Pickett again? I I just think they put themselves in a tough situation by bringing back the same offensive coordinator at a bad offense. I just think it's going to kind of crash and burn and I'm, I, I mean, I hope it works out, but I'm just, I can't buy it. I'm not buying it.
1: I like it. Um, I, yeah, I'm not a huge Kenny Pickett believer either. Uh, definitely. Uh, I think you've kind of talked me out of him, but talking about his like historically bad season and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, agree with you on that. One thing I just want to uh just throw out to the viewers here. I'm I'm looking through our shared league. I didn't mean to send this out uh, into the universe. So we got offered a trade, and we ended up actually rejecting it. And I'm just wondering, you know, if if you know if there is anybody following out there, if you can comment, you know, send in something. Would love to hear hear a take on this. So we were offered, we would get Deontay Johnson. And we would have to send away Baker Mayfield and Alex Madison, Alexander Madison. In this league, I mean, I don't know. I I like to think that we're we're pretty dang close to competing. We have, it's a one of those leagues with three wide receivers, three flexes, then a super flex. So you're playing a lot of players. So depth is really crucial. I feel like we have some super solid depth on this team. But um, yeah, we ended up not not taking the. I think it was one of the best buy low options of the offseason. Um wanna know what what your thought on that was, Nick. I know that uh me and you had talked about it a little bit before, but just wanted to get your, your fresh take on it. This is this is improv, by the way, everybody. So this is right off the cuff. You're getting Nick A on the reel.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that offer is definitely interesting to me. Um I'm a, I'm a big believer in Deontay Johnson bounce back. I think he'll get some more touchdowns, and I think he's going to continue to rack up the targets. But, I mean, Alexander Madison, like, on a team, like, we're trying to win now. And we don't have a backup quarterback. Um, we have Trevor Lawrence, and we have Tua. And Tua, I I think he could have a big year, but his injuries are tough to like go into the year with just him as a QB two. And that's why I think with Baker's like Baker's not going to be great, but Baker's a decent QB two. Like I think he's got a decent shot to carry that, like to be the quarterback for the season. And with Alexander Madison, I think he's a guy that's probably going to get their main workload. I'm not a huge believer in him, but he should get a workload. But I mean, I, I definitely get it. Deontay Johnson's a guy that like he could be a wide receiver too this year. And we could be getting it for a guy that a quarterback who could get benched or could not even play at all. And for a running back that just ends up splitting all year. Um, so I I don't know. I I kind of agree that I maybe it's a deal we should have done. It's it's a it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, the quarterback situation is definitely the biggest factor, I think. So, I mean, that is fair. Whenever you give context to it, it, it does make a little bit more sense, I think, because specifically with Tua. Like, if it was just any other QB2, I mean, you might say, we'll just send it, and then if one of them gets hurt, well, then, you know, just opt out of the year and go, go for it next year. But we're, like, super – like, we have Michael Th- – Tom. I mean, we have – we aren't relying on super old guys, but, I mean, we have Mike Evans, Michael Thomas – uh, Terry McLaurin, like we aren't, we aren't the youngest bunch either. I mean, we, we got some youngins, we got T Higgins, Drake London, Jackson Smith, but like I said, I mean, yeah, it's more of a, a win now, maybe rebuild next year. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We might end up still, who knows, maybe we'll end up still just full sending it with Tua. We'll see. I'm sure if we sent that offer back, we could always get it.
0: Yeah. I, I do think our share team kind of needs a little work. I mean, maybe maybe next pod, maybe we'll have a little segment where we kind of talk through a trade. Like we, we need to make a move. We need to kind of shake it up. Maybe that could be a part of next pod. I don't know. I actually would love that. That is definitely the next topic. Let's go. Yeah. Kind of walk through our thought process and our build and everything and just kind of fill the viewers in. But I- writing down. Perfect, and I think that's all we have for today. Um, another episode, Dino Talk podcast. Um, Heck yeah! Follow me on Twitter at ptnick32. Um, drop a lot of takes, a lot of takes on prospects, um, some dynasty stuff as well.
1: Yep, find me on Twitter, Jesse underscore
0: Setzer. Uh, yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Peace.